0: It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies. The endless streaming continues for the 12th week in a row. Jacob Barner of Leeds, England looked 12 we- took 12 weeks to attend NFL games in all 32 stadiums. That just happens to be a world record. This bested the previous record of 12 weeks and two days. Nice job, Mr. Barner. But let's get back to business directors and actors beware as you cannot hide from the rage my name is bryce and i'm part of the film rage crew which also includes jim hey hey hello jim so with the introductions out of the way let's rage on
1: okay well another fabulous week in the beautiful city of calgary where we hit i believe a high of somewhere around 24 celsius for our american listeners which is something something fahrenheit i don't know that is something something fahrenheit uh this week we're gonna do some streaming we're gonna talk about the lists uh we've got the 13th annual quick draw animation society's animation lockdown to talk about we got open rage rage or dare and then we pull our ears and then it's time for us to say so long all right let's dance streaming motherfucking streaming we like to stream Yep, sure do let's talk let's do that about the streaming yeah what are we opening with we're gonna talk about the vast of night oh yeah i saw that yeah you did you told me to see it are you i you glad did. This, you did
0: this was my suggestion for the week it was I your suggestion i said if we stream anything please let us stream the vast of night and i was absolutely super pleased that we did oh there we go there we go so uh, the vast of night, two thousand nineteen, um, but really kind of twenty twenty. I guess we yeah. hit some festivals last year, apparently. Apparently. Um, but uh, didn't make it to you know anyone's mass- around us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> didn't find us till twenty twenty. So yeah, that's when. It- so I'm saying twenty twenty release. Uh, anyways, uh, it's set in a small town in New Mexico in the nineteen fifties. Um, A switchboard operator and a radio DJ investigate some strange occurrences. I love, love, LOVED this movie. I thought you might. Uh, The opening sequence ranks up there with my favorite openings of any movie. Uh, The way we get to know our main characters, Everett and Faye, by first observing them from afar and then gradually having the camera move in was genius. When we finally got up close and personal with our lead characters, it seemed to mean so much. Uh, As these people we had only seen from a distance were now in our lives in an intimate way. This movie takes its time and lets every scene breathe. There is a tension throughout that builds slowly. The actors and their delivery of the dialogue was tremendous. The technical prowess of the filmmakers is on full display throughout with the extended tracking shots and the perfect lighting, as well as every angle and shot impeccably executed, this is a pretty movie to look at. It has been a long time since I've seen a period piece that has completely sucked me into that time and place. Uh, like this movie did. It absolutely dripped with atmosphere. This movie was darn near flawless, and I guarantee it will be on my best movies of 2020 list.
1: Mondo. So just a mondo? Not like
0: it's like super
1: a, 1950s mondo. It's a super 1950s mondo. If ever there was one, like a Back to the Future kind of. It was so much better. Kissing than, your mom, kind of. Well, Back mondo? to the
0: Future is like nowhere as good a sci-fi movie <laughs> as this. Back to the Future. I love Back to the Future, but not as good as I this. Absolutely adored this movie.
1: Wow! That first off, that doesn't surprise me in the least. This has a lot of the things that you have on your list. How much walking was there? I know there was so much motherfucking walking. It was awesome. Well, let me give you my spin on it. All right, let's hear it. Uh, So before I say my piece, do you think I'm in the same boat as you, or are we going to have a disagreement on this one?
0: The way that you're presenting it seems like we might be button heads on this one but I don't know how you could not love this movie
1: okay well let's find out
0: (laughs) yeah let's find out because it was tremendous like the acting was tremendous the direction was tremendous there was there was
1: nothing about this movie that wasn't great yeah there's a few things so let me tell you what they are so first off this started as The slowest, most boring film I've seen in a long time. Are you freaking kidding me? No, I'm not. So much nothing and dialogue that was pretty much also boring as fuck. Not at all. Just wanting anything to happen for the first little while. But the transition between locations was done really, really well. The edits were super cool. As was some of the ways that they pulled you in and out of scenes, I thought that was done very, very well. Great filmmakers. Yes, it, it's. I I can't wait to see more by these guys for sure. This could have been a play or even a radio play. Like I could imagine hearing this as a radio play. Yeah, um, I could see that. And uh, it was very unique film. It was, it was very War of the Worlds ish. Really. Yeah, a little bit like that. Yeah. I actually felt that from it. A unique film style. But very, really, really slow, and and the, I think the difference between you and me on this, I did like this film, just so you know, but I couldn't get it to a mondo, and I'll explain a little bit more.
0: All right, go ahead. As it
1: is a pe- first off, as it is a period piece, <laughs> and and it,
0: and a period piece it that has, could not take place at it, any other
1: time. It's very, you're, it's true. I agree with you. It was, but because it's a period piece, it has a high road to get me to love it, and um. And there was things I did halfway through and I'm not in love with it. I'm not in love with it. At the at the middle point, I looked at the time on the... I paused it for a second, maybe to freshen up my tea or maybe powder my nose, if you know what I'm saying. Wank, I c- wank.
0: I couldn't look away.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you couldn't. Um, There's just... For me, there just was not... Um, there, there wasn't enough suspense and interest in it to keep me interested in the film. But... I did love the direction. I thought it was very uniquely shot. I thought um, this would uh, probably played better to an audience in the 50s, similar to War of the Worlds, who didn't necessarily have a lot of options for films to see back then. Uh, it was a good ending. I thought it was a, actually a really good ending and a good spin on the War of the Worlds, is what I had said. There you go. Uh, could Wait. not get. I just could not get it to a mondo because of. It took me a long time to get to the point where I loved the movie. So I never, I didn't love the whole movie. I loved a lot of things about it. Yeah. But I just couldn't get into the. There was just too much slow for me. I can't
0: believe the the opening sequence was the, like the best part of the movie, where he's just walking through the gym. Yeah, and it,
1: I like it, the style of direction for that. But he it ends just, up
0: underneath the bleachers. There, like, no, no, we didn't want you. We wanted the other guy. And he's like, all right, and then he takes <laughs> off,
1: and it was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, there was some good parts. I just. It was too slow at parts where I think he they could have He added- steals the guy's
0: trombone and yeah. then just
1: puts it in a closet. Yeah. It was
0: fantastic. Yeah, he did. I was giggling through the whole thing. Yeah,
1: there was some giggling. Oh. But then there was a lot of... Like there was just a lot of stuff that I I felt that they could have added more to build oh, more of the Spence They didn't have enough kick for this me. This was so.
0: just spot on. This was
1: like almost a perfect movie. It was written for you. I can, I, I, I know that when I was watching it, I'm going, I know you're going to love this movie. And I just, I, I liked it a lot. I didn't love it. I think people should see it just for an experiment in this amazing filmmakers, um, what the way they look at film. It's, it's very unique. Very well done. I'm gonna. I'm saying that. I just couldn't love it. I just couldn't. There was just. There was too many parts in it that were too slow for me. Yeah, and and that makes me a little sad. Cause uh, it's, I know. It's so good. I know. Well, you, there'll be there'll be one in here that I'm sure we're both gonna agree on. So.
0: You figure? Maybe. I'm actually, no, I'm not. Because I thought, well, if we're going to agree on anything, we're going to agree on the one that's like the super duper mondo (laughs) that's definitely probably (laughs) in the top three of my best movies a year at the end of the year. Well, I guarantee this is going to be in my top three. I mean, I don't know how you can budge it out. I mean, Vitalina Varela, I guess I'm going to consider seeing it this year. And that'll be in my, that'll be like one or two. Yeah, yeah. And right now this is one or two. And I guess this would be two right now, but I don't, I don't see it. Fallen, I did, but there's a lot of year to go, and maybe there some movies will actually Bill come out. Bill and Ted the are theaters. coming out very soon. Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm not gonna hold my breath. Mo- <laughs> movie, parasite, re- mer- per- movie release dates don't mean anything right now. Peninsula's
1: so. Peninsula's coming out.
0: That's the word on the
1: street. Yep. All, All right, right. Well, from there we go to Spell in the Dream. Mm. Yeah. So you know, I thought you would like this more, um, or as they call it in the movie, the Indian Super Bowl. Uh, this is off of Netflix, and actually our other one was off of Prime, right? Uh, it was, uh, yeah, the we should Bastard have The Bastard Knight was on Prime, yeah, yep. so Bastard you can actually The Bastard Knight was me. on Prime. Uh, first of all, Daddy Like. I I did like this. Uh, Spelling Bee movie starred in 11 for me right off the bat. Um, you had S- me at documentary about Scripps. Spelling movies start at <laughs> you- <laughs>
0: 11 for
1: you. You had me at script <laughs> that, Spelling Bee. That, that's the silliest thing that's ever been said.
0: <laughs> Actually, you know what? Anytime you say something starts at 11 for you, it's the
1: silliest thing that's ever exactly. been said. So whatever. Well, or maybe the second most or that's third most. That's Jim for you. Uh, okay. Sorry Ind- I interrupted. Indian Heritage owns this competition, first off. So I thought... Absolutely, which was cool. I like the fact that they, they basically took... Um, what was Spellbound, and yeah. just put the focus on, okay, this is a very pro, um, kind of a props up to our friends from India. So um, Spellbound, in case you forgot, was my fifth favorite documentary of all time. I knew it was on your top 10. Yep, number five. Nice. Uh, interesting to see the difference in the different competitors. The one guy was kind of like a spelling bee serial killer in the making. Like He just like had no emotion whatsoever. He mm-hmm. was just like... This guy's going to either kill the other competitor. He's going to like Tanya Harding, some of these other spelling bee <laughs> kids. Harding. Um, basically soulless emotional shell of a, of a speller. Um, also reminded me of how great the movie Bad Words was. Mm-hmm. And actually now watching this in hindsight, when we saw Bad Words, because... If you remember Bad Words for people who are listening, if you haven't seen that, it's that one, also a spelling movie it, it is, and it's, is, it's freaking great. awesome. It's so good. And one of the kids in this actually reminded me a, a the, lot of the yes, kids from Bad Words. Yes, I know the one you're talking about. Um, so uh, Akash was his name, was the most adorable kid in any spelling movie or otherwise. This kid, I want to keep in my pocket and take him with me everywhere. <laughs> he was pretty
0: awesome. He was so adorable. He's like
1: six years old. And he could. He's just so brilliant um yeah the kid i love the because i don't we've talked about this many many times i am not a fan of sports yet this is shown on tsn so i guess i could say yeah, sports movies that are actual spelling movies yeah are actually not so bad it's not a sport uh, so the other one about the young lady who loved Wikipedia, like it was her passion. I'm just like, <laughs> you go, girl. Like, just get in there and look up shit on Wikipedia. That was like her spare time habit between spelling. Uh, and I think to sum up the this movie, I want to say Huma Huma Kuna Kupawa, which was the last word that Akash spelled before mm-hmm. the movie ended. Uh, that pretty much says it all. To yeah. me, this was a mondo. I loved it. All
0: right. Well, I found myself comparing this to Spellbound, which is sort of a kiss of death to a movie before it even starts. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it measured up to Spellbound. No, it didn't. But once I stopped the con- shooting <laughs> for all four of the primary youngsters we follow in the film. I felt their disappointment when they were eliminated from competition. You know, it was so uh, sad. my heart. My heart broke a lot, especially that one when cried in, cried in mom's arms. I'm I like, oh know. dude, I feel it. Sorry, dude. Uh, I enjoyed every frame of this film. No, it's not as good as Spellbound, but I still enjoyed the journey a lot. And I actually forgot that I. I'm giving it a lukewarm Mondo. All
1: right. It made it to Mondo.
0: It is a Mondo.
1: All right. So good. We're both in the same camp there. See, I knew we would hit hit the same buttons today on a couple things. All right. Uh, but yeah. So the funny thing though, right? Like you, you don't need this. Is one of those things, especially with everything that's going on with Black Lives Matter right now and, you know, all the things that are going on in the world. And you see a movie like this and you're just like, yeah, you know what? It's cool to root for these Indian kids. They said in the I think it, this was from the 2017 scripts, right? I think that's what they yeah, said for I this. So. Um and and in the last what is it? 50 kids, there was like 27 that were Indian kids. Yeah. Oh, they're, and they're dominant and how they how I like the way they brought it out everything about this movie was really well well done and really good props to uh, the Indian culture in the US so kudos dude, everybody dude, dude, should dude. see it spell in the dream it's on Netflix get uh, on it
0: get on it and also on Netflix is
1: the night clerk
0: 2020
1: yes
0: uh yeah tell
1: me more tell me more
0: well (sighs) yeah it's a movie about a young man with asperger's syndrome who is the night clerk at a hotel oh yeah and he's also a voyeur and he falls for one of the guests who conveniently also has a brother on the autism spectrum honestly i was intrigued for the first 20 minutes slightly annoyed in the following 20 minutes and then the last half of the film had me questioning why did this movie not go through a few more rewrites before making it to my screen? (laughs) It had potential, but that potential was never even close to realized. The convenient crutches the script uses to have this story limp along seemed rather lazy to me, the performances were uneven, and I am sorry. If you have John Leguizamo in your movie, you should bloody well use him to his full potential. Overall, this movie was a massive failure on so many levels that it more than earned my rating, which is
1: rage. Nicely said. Um, yeah, see, I, I knew we would agree on, <laughs> on another one. Helen Hunt again. So, yes. yeah, so we've seen two of Helen Hunt lately. Now, I've always been a fan of hers, and I'm not going to give any, anything too much away, but my rage this week is a little bit motivated by Helen Hunt in, in sort of an offhanded kind of way. Uh, I, I, couldn't get, I couldn't get past the fact that um, the script just seems so similar to so many other things, and I couldn't, I couldn't actually believe that the main actor... Who was uh, what the hell's his name? Ty Sheridan. Ty Sheridan. I did not get like he he just wasn't acting like an asper like I wasn't getting any like there's. I actually a- had no problem with his. No, performance. I didn't. I didn't think his performance was great. I didn't think Helen Hunter of- was great. John Leguizamo. Like could have been great. anybody, but he wasn't great in this. No. He was he was weak. Well, that, that's what
0: I'm saying, man. If you got John Leguizamo
1: in your movie, use him. Yeah. So John, like, Le- what was he do- What did you have to work with? John John Leguizamo to me is mesmerizing, but in this movie he was lost in the plot and the script. Yeah. Um, I don't want to necessarily say it out loud, but I'm going to. John was subpar in this movie.
0: I thought he was fine. I
1: thought it was he was the, this was the worst. Thing I've ever seen him in.
0: I thought he was the best part of the movie. He was the
1: best part of the movie, which really 100. the was. because if he was subpar, then this movie was definitely you know not that great. It was pretty bad. It's disappointing. So I was
0: I was really looking forward to this one. I actually went. Uh, I thought it was going to get a theatrical release at one point, mm-hmm. and I had kind of read something about it. I saw the trailer, and then all the COVID stuff happened, and it never came out. And I was looking forward to it. And then, yeah. And now
1: you're uh, glad you didn't pay thirteen dollars and yeah. twelve dollars for popcorn to see this movie? Indeed. Yeah, two hard rages on this. This was a Helen Hunt double rage week for her. Oh yeah, I guess it was. For yeah. E- yeah. Well, we talked about her a, a couple weeks ago, and she was yeah. in a movie that was not that I, great. Yeah, that was awful too. Yeah. That was
0: the the Frogging one, right? Yeah.
1: I mean you you hate you raged on it. Didn't? I yeah, I hated that movie. I didn't I didn't hate it as much as you. I
0: really did. thought I was going to like this one. I was really I was actually looking forward to it. And then I watched it. I, like, mm. I
1: guess we should have you should have watched them in reverse order if you watched The Nightclerk last. Yeah. <laughs> Although this is pumping you uh, up for our rage later on. So uh, there we go. There you go. All right, well, let's talk the lists. All right, so if you got anything for me this week? I got nothing. Got nothing? Well, I've got some surprises. I've got one that I've been holding on to for a while. So, um, and, but I'm, first I'm going to talk about a couple of mesmerized. Okay. Uh, so, one, uh, and actually, I was originally going to put him on, on Undoubted, and I'm going to butcher his name, um, is Dim, Dim, or is it Jimmo or Dimmo Husson? Okay, yeah. Yeah. This guy is is mesmerizing in everything he's been in. Like he just captures the screen. I don't know what you think if you would buy into it. Yeah, for
0: he, yeah unfortunately, uh, he's been in some bad movies. Yeah,
1: he has. Because <laughs> You know what? He's on my mesmerized list that I'm bringing forward because I tried. I was like, this guy, he, I love him so much. He's got to be undoubted. And then you yeah, look at Yeah, and the, then some of the movies he's been in, I was like, no, was, dude, how did you some, choose that? Was in some Robin Hood thing? No, oh, he's he, been in a what, bunch of shit. Yeah, like, the, I don't even want to pull out his list. Yeah, but yeah fair enough. Okay, good. Well, that's that's yeah, good. He's that mesmerized. Yeah, for sure, man. He's just so good. And another one that has been we've talked about um quite often is uh jk simmons he's not on our list i thought he would be but he's not i mean god the guy is brilliant he is brilliant but he's been a lot of shit too, so he's yeah. another one that's never going to make the uh, Undoubted. He just did, keeps getting paid for stuff.
0: I got a. What other person wins an Academy Award and then ends up in insurance commercials the next year? Yeah,
1: like that's just, that,
0: like what the hell happened there? Did he did he sign this contract before he won the Academy Award and just had to
1: do it? Or no, I think he probably made those commercials a long time ago and he wasn't really po- as popular because so he that. he he was not in those commercials. Yeah. And then he wins the Academy Award, and
0: then he's he's, he's on my TV every freaking ad break <laughs> peddling insurance. And I'm yeah. like, what the hell is going on? How do you win an Academy Award? And your reward is you're in commercials for insurance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what? And then make some bad movies. And then you make some bad movies. But, like, but you know, that's funny you say that because, okay, if you were an insurance company, yeah. wouldn't you not find, like, some great B-list actors and make a shitload of commercials with them and pay them, like, basically nothing? Yeah. So that you can save it and pull it out later.
0: <laughs> it's just, it's just weird. That one just baffles me. Having said that, he's even mesmerizing in those commercials. He is. I <laughs> it's like, I
1: want to buy that insurance. Oh, come across the border, JK, and sell me some insurance right now. Yeah, All huh. right. So we got two mesmerized. Yeah, put them both on. All right. Well, I got one more mesmerized for you. Holy crap. It's a triple head. Yeah. And I've still got a whole bunch of backups in, in backup. But right. this one... Uh because I seen him in a film that I watched the other day. All right. And it is Oliver Reed. Oliver Reed. Who the hell is Oliver Reed? Who the hell is Oliver Reed? He's been in so many things over the years. Super old dude. He's been I'm trying to think of what he's most known for. He was in Okay, do you remember Tommy? Tommy yeah okay he's also in gladiator Uh uh-huh uh he's also yeah i'll give you show you a picture of him
0: okay can
1: i recognize him yes i do all right so he's in just pulling up his known for he's in gladiator he was in tommy he's been in a bunch of um ken russell films which i'm a big fan of Mm -hmm. uh most of his stuff is oh the devils he was in the devils Mm -hmm. Did you ever see The Devils? No. It's like one of my favorite Ken Russell movies of all times. Um, His most known for, he was in Mr. Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde from 1980. Right. Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Yeah. uh, Gladiator, obviously. Um, You haven't seen The Devils. So maybe you haven't seen enough of his stuff. I
0: don't don't think I've seen enough of him because a lot of those I have not seen. Well, He he doesn't seem to be in kind of the genre of movies that I particularly uh, pay attention to.
1: uh, You need to see The Devils. If you get a chance this week, see that and tell me you don't think he's mesmerizing. I'll do my very best or to. See Tommy. The have you seen Tommy? I've seen Tommy. And you don't remember him in it? He's like I remember him in it. There you he's, go. He's fine. Yeah. I don't know that. You I'm if mesmerized. you've only seen him in one movie, you can't really yeah. judge it, I think. All right. Well, he's obviously not on yet, yeah. but you're going to have to see some more of his stuff apparently because he's so. pretty oh, damn great. All right. So, for my, I've got a choice of three this week. So I'm going to say. Um, Pick the one you think is going to actually be undoubted. Well, it should have to be. So I'm going to give. Okay. well, man, I want some drama, a little bit of drama here, though. So I'm going to give you. Okay. Somebody I know that if he doesn't make the undoubted, he's making the mesmerized. Because I know you love them. And it's Mads Mickelson. Uh, you no, know, he can't be undoubted. He was in some crap. Okay. Well, let me tell you what he was, <laughs> he was in. in. Polar re- recently. Yeah, that was Mondo.
0: No, Arctic was Mondo. Polar, polar was, was Mondo. <laughs> it
1: was not crap. Oh, how for could you goodness. say that? Can,
0: give me his movies re- real quick because okay, so, I've seen them all.
1: Okay. Age of the Uprising. Mondo. Okay. The Salvation, which I haven't seen, actually. Mondo. Okay. Men and Chicken, which is Mondo. mondo. Yep. Doctor Strange. Mondo. mondo. Rogue One. Mondo, Mondo, Arctic Mondo, Mondo at enemy's gate, which is a man. I can't remember it. It's a man. Trust me. Okay. And polar and and rage. It is not. I can't believe you. Awful. You're so dumb. That movie was great. He kicked ass and punched dicks. Yeah, it was god awful. Oh, you're crazy. It was just
0: stupid. I was like, what the hell were you doing involving yourself with this? I loved that movie. I hated that movie. I loved everything about it. That movie sucked. Especially him. Yeah. He's just yeah. fantastic. I was, I was just so disappointed the whole t- way through. It's well, like, really? He's nasty? now
1: got to make eight and movies then. Yeah, I know, that
0: sucks. <laughs> as soon as you said it, that's the first thing that popped into my head. I was like, oh, he was in that piece of crap. He can't be on this list. And that's the last thing he did, too. That was the last thing he oh, did. Oh, for Christ's sake. Yeah, yeah. no, he's, he's years away. All right. So away. I'm
1: going to say no to undoubted. He's, he's absolutely mesmerizing. But okay, and yes to mesmerizing. Okay, so that went pretty quick. I am going to give you the other one. That had better be a ah, okay, yes. Okay, let's do. It. Otherwise,
0: oh, otherwise, it better be a yes. It
1: better be a yes, or I, or I, I have quit no, the podcast. I quit the podcast, <laughs> and you can do it by yourself. No. Okay, so my this is a this every single one of his movies is a mondo for me. Okay,
0: every single
1: one. Every single one, and that is this is the Wes Anderson of. <laughs> this is the Wes Anderson of Japan. <laughs> All right. Hirokazu. Karida
0: Okay, list the movies. No, uh, 2009.
1: I, kn- I, know, I know who it is. Yep, 2009, Air Doll. It's a Mondo. Haven't seen it. 2011 is I Wish, which is a Mondo. Seen
0: it, that's Mondo. Uh,
1: 2013, Like Father, Like Son. That's Mondo. It's a Mondo. Our Little Sister, it's a Mondo. Mondo. After the Storm, Mondo. mondo. The Third Murder, Mondo. I don't Shop think Shoplifters.
0: Wait a second. Third mur- I don't think I've seen The Third okay. Murder.
1: So I'm just going to make a mark here. You haven't seen that, and you haven't seen Air Doll.
0: Yeah, what was Air Doll surrounded by, though?
1: Um, it's before I wish. So, okay. Um, okay, so you got to see that. Shoplifters is a mondo. I. You you gave it a four out of five, which should be a mondo <sighs> when you saw it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. You did. You just don't want to. You just don't want to admit it because it's one of my favorite movies. <laughs> it's a mondo. You can't even argue. And g- The okay. truth mondo. was.
0: Let's give it a tentative mondo.
1: It is a mondo. And the 2019, he did The Truth, which is also a yeah, mondo. Yeah, that's a mondo. So the only two you've got to now see is The Third Murder and Air Doll. And I think Third Murder might be on Prime. Available for you to watch. I'm so.
0: actually gonna write this down right away. You got a pen there? I do have a pen. The All right. Th- the third murder. Yeah. Or, or just third
1: murder. The third murder from uh, 2017. Third. And 2009's Air Doll.
0: Air Doll. Yeah. And I definitely didn't. And, see and the Air third
1: Doll. murder and Air Doll. Just have to be mess because they're surrounded by they're Mondos. They're surrounded by Mondos, yeah. yeah. I get it. And if if you give him anything but a Mondo, I think you're crazy. I think that they,
0: he tentatively could be uh, on this list for sure because I, I, he's, he's yet to make me rage. So.
1: And he's let to make you go, meh. I yeah. haven't heard you ever say meh from his films. No, that's true. Brags, hey, perfect. Well, this, is, this was a pretty good week. Yeah. yeah Has it was. to see
0: some shit. I do have to see some shit.
1: All right. Well, that's it for the list this week then.
0: Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) All right. Well, that's good timing because our music is actually coming to a close. Yeah. It was
1: kind of almost perfectly timed. Yes.
0: I'm going to wait for it to fade out. (laughs) There we
1: go. Fade out to black. All right. Let's get creepy right now. All right. Well, for our festivals this week, as we kind of already talked about, uh we watched the 13th annual Quick Draw Animation Society's 2020 Animation Lockdown Festival.
0: This was Which a, was called what? Call to Adventure edition.
1: Yeah, perfect. Thanks. And you can they haven't put it up live on. It was a it was an event that was live. We got to see it through Zoom. So you you weren't obviously there at the party, but they I've been told by the organizers that it will be available through quickdrawanimation.ca. So for everybody that's listening, uh, it's quickdrawanimation.ca. Go check out their website. Go book time, uh, their studios and stuff they do. This is an amazing, amazing organization. And this particular festival, um, they've done it, obviously, quite a few years. They kind of do it every year. And they usually show it in in the theaters, but they had to Zoom it this year, thanks to our friend COVID. And um, what they do... COVID's not my friend. My anti-friend? COVID's a dick. COVID's a dick, okay. I I mean to say he's a dick. Um, Isn't it it weird that there were 19 films? Yeah, there was 19 films. COVID-19. Oh my God, you're literally blowing my fucking mind right now. (laughs) Where's an explosive sound? Um, So this... this, I want to say, first off, to all... of every single one of the directors. So there was 19 different films. All these direct, all these, they're not all from Calgary either, from across the world and across um, Canada. This is how much this draws attention from around the world. So there's a lot of directors that made these films. They have seven days to make these movies And when you see some of the quality of these films, it is mind-blowing what they can put together in In seven seven days.
0: Between May 20th and May 26th.
1: Yeah. And I don't, you know, I'm not going to necessarily compare uh, God when he created the earth in seven days. But some of these animation shorts were pretty damn good. So, you know, seven days, this will blow your mind. There wasn't one on here that made me rage. They were all... They were all of a good quality for something that was made in seven days. Even there's ones that some kids made, which, you know, obviously not up to the same standards. Probably some of the um, some of the adults, but um, yeah. So t- Bryce, tell me what one was your favorite? Uh, my, I, I actually, yeah, I,
0: I liked most of it. Uh, my favorite by far was a Shelf Life by Noah Spencer. Um, but overall, yeah, it was a really good experience. Um, uh,
1: glad that we did this actually. Yeah, me too. Actually, and you know, it's outside of our box for it the is. most part. Yeah. But, you know, we need to, like, in times like this, sometimes we can't find a festival that we really are. We found a couple of festivals, but this was local. Yeah. And why not support some of our local stuff? Absolutely. So I'm going to quickly blast through here all 19 names, and I'm going to screw up some of the pronunciations of his names. So yes, if you're listening you to us do the review here after the fact, then I apologize right now. So, number, these are all 19. Uh, Il Falapone by uh, Emmanuel Ho uh, Quit bugging Me by Will Walton and Kim Walton Shelf Life by Noah Spencer as Bryce has already said. The Adventures of an Office Worker by Daniel Morrison oh, yeah, I like that one too.
0: Yeah, there you go. That's my
1: number two. Alright, okay. I Am Hungry by Anna Pinero My, friends in a ma- oh, my Friend is a Magical Extrovert by Tiffany uh, Sengsvan uh, Beacon by Mackenzie Bedford, The Call of the Rose by Joanne Fisher, House Arrest by uh, Emily Trombley a.k.a. MLE, uh, Inspiration by Norma Jean Harvey, The Caravan by Ben Thompson, Yo Woes by Molly Little, Wacaso, I'm doing a terrible job of this. With uh, Saka Jack and the thank Chickadees. You. Yeah, and the Chickadees by Colin uh, Willier and Amy Willier. Uh, the Pollution Solution by the by Bum Col- Family by
0: Colton Willier. Oh, there you go. Thank you.
1: What, what did I say?
0: I think he said Cotton or Cotton. I don't, I don't cotton know Ginny? Said. No, I'm it's Colton. Sure what, yeah. Sorry,
1: Colton, buddy, if you are listening. Um, Public Hugs by Leslie Bell. Ravenous Rat by Helen Young. There is no guarantee, but that's not the point. By Tank Tank Standing Buffalo. Um, number eighteen is Gialla? Gallo. Is that how it's pronounced, you think? <laughs> hey mate, come on. Giallo? Uh, get- Giallo <laughs> by Lucas Lyons and Nina Patifi. Uh, and the last one, but certainly not least, was Searching by Michelle Longspree.
0: Uh, you really liked that one, didn't you?
1: Yeah, so my I'll just give you a quick my favorite three, four actually. I'm giving you four. My favorite was actually Yo Wo's. I thought it was super humorous and super fun. Searching was my second favorite, which um, and I'll talk a little bit about what the the juries had had given some prizes out as well. Um, Number three was my my friend is a magical extrovert. And we talked a little bit about this. I can relate to that because I'm a little bit of an extrovert myself, so I could relate to it. And uh, number four for me was Shelf Life. So, um, first of all, congratulations to all these no, artists. No, was it exactly. was a great festival. Absolutely. And they they had, I won't list down all the jury prizes. You can go to uh, quickdrawanimation.ca to see it all. But the winner for the Audience Choice Awards was Shelf Life, which is also your favorite. It is. And the jury's special outstanding film that the jury had was on Searching. So, um, all great films, all great experience. Please check out their website. And, um, yeah, start... Uh, anyone who's listening and we don't get a lot of communication sometimes we get it on uh, instagram and twitter and stuff but um let send talk about some stuff that you guys know that's happening if you know a festival that's coming up uh while we're before we start going back to see the movies which is going to happen here pretty shortly because effective in alberta uh alberta canada that is this friday the the theaters can open so they're not going they're not going to but our favorite favorite uh, cinema is going to open the beginning of July, I believe, uh, which is an art house uh, theater here in, in Calgary called the Globe Cinemas. So, yeah, if you guys got some festivals you want us to check out and uh, tell you about them, let us know. We'll do it. Cool. And that's it for this one. Thanks. Uh, thanks, Quick Draw. That was a great a great time. For five bucks... You can't even buy a pack of cigarettes for that. Not that I smoke, but it's <laughs> a good a, comparison. What for, a ridiculous comparison. <laughs> you can't even buy half a pack of cigarettes for five bucks. Uh, I, don't Although you can, I have no idea how
0: much a pack of cigarettes You is. can
1: buy a chocolate edible from the cannabis store. Just letting people know.
0: I, I have no idea what you're talking
1: about. Well, now you know. Mm. All right. Well, you know what time it is. Temperature rising. Vision blurring rage taking over all right well my rage this week it may I don't want this to come off sounding either sexist or in any way shape or form but one of the things that's a bad opening I know it's a bad opening but it's 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 often what happens is I see this I think that people should en- embrace their own beauty. And I've been seeing a lot more, uh, which is unfortunate. There's been a lot more of some of my favorite actors over the years have started getting face and body work done. Yeah. And and I'm thinking to myself, you don't even look like yourself anymore. You look like someone completely different. And, and so obviously, they can't be happy with some of the botched jobs that have been happening. Stick to your your natural self. We, we love you as an actor. We love your... You're beautiful to us already. Don't don't do these things. Don't step into that world of thinking that you have to um, have to change your face. Now I, I obviously people have to do what makes them feel good. So if, if this is something that they're they're driven to because of it. But I just wanted to pull up, I pulled up a list of of some of the best artists, and they've they've made a public stance about the fact that they basically said no to plastic surgery. Uh, no, first one is pink, uh, which, you know, I'm not necessarily a big fan of pink, but she's you know, like, isn't she like 15? How old is she? Right I don't know. Now? She's probably 40 now. Is she? Um, know. but here's another one that we all know, Meryl Streep. And she's, I don't know how she hasn't had work Then She keeps looking younger every year. So she must have some really good exfoliating rubs or something. I don't know. <laughs> some exfoliating uh, rubs. Amanda Pete, uh, Julianne Moore who i love and is aging beautifully Mm -hmm. um hallie berry another one that has spoken out about it that's a handsome lady uh selma hayek also very very handsome that's another handsome and i don't like to say her name aloud because i'm not a big fan of hers but julia roberts has spoken out against it uh jody foster cool kate winslet Again, yeah. Yeah. Kate. I mean, you see her; you can tell she's getting older, but she's embracing that, yeah. and 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 we love her no matter what she's doing. A- and obviously, one that um, that you know, with some of the more older actresses that we love, Emma Thompson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's looking her age now.
0: She looks fantastic.
1: But yeah, she looks fantastic. Like wrinkles are sexy, man. They're not. They're not. So it it's. It kind of made me rage and i kind of had alluded to it earlier i don't want to point anybody out but um when someone's bad facelift work um comes through i'm sure that they must notice it also and um i kind of feel for them because if they would just allow themselves to age naturally it might have been um might have been better off for them anyway Right, I know yeah. that jo, uh, Joan Rivers, before she died, she had so many facelifts, and she she was a big advocate for it.
0: Well, yeah, but she kind of she kind of embraced the ridiculousness of yeah. it in, in her like yeah. comedy act.: yeah, in
1: her sure. comedy act. It was like, yeah, she, you know that she can't cry anymore and she doesn't have any emotions in her face anymore. I mean, she's hilarious, but um, yeah, so that's my rage this week. Just you know, stay beautiful, don't don't change anything about yourself. Yeah, fair enough. All right,
0: so I guess that brings me up, eh?
1: Yeah, what do you got? What's, what's giving you rage? <laughs>
0: what is giving me <laughs> rage? Well, Jim.
1: Other than other Helen Hunt movies. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> okay, my open rage is on our Rage or Dare segment. Oh I do not have time to watch any more kitty movies. <laughs> I feel I need to draw a line in the sand and ban the movies that are intended for the under 12 year old demographic. <laughs> As grown adults, it seems a little silly for me to slam some movie that was not intended for me. It was intended for a child. <sighs> for a child that's not even within shouting distance of my age. I feel the Rage or Dare segment should be devoted to truly awful movies, not a truly awful genre on the whole. Yes, there are some good kid movies, but if they end up on our segment, we both know what the result will be. And while it can be amusing for the most part, watching a movie intended for kids takes away from the spirit of the Rage or Dare segment. That spirit is to challenge each other to watch a truly awful to watch truly awful cinema and there is a uniqueness to why it is truly awful. That is not the case for children's movies. They are generally awful for the exact same reasons, because they're made for children, and that is becoming rather derivative. I vote now to stop this madness. No more movies geared towards the under 12 crowd. What say you, Jim?
1: Well, I feel what you're saying, but, I'm going to counter this a little bit with the uh, fact, with the, with the fact, with the fact, it is a random play, A, and B, and B, I'm going to say there are some kids movies that are actually good. Home Alone 1 was good. Yeah, was it? Yeah. I, I think if you watched it now, it wouldn't make you rage. You'd It would be at least a meh.
0: I don't know that it would.
1: There's animation that we've seen that would be actually pretty good. But your kids. It's made for kids. So do I agree with you? I mean, if you're going to start playing out, we can't put out certain movies. And I'm going to say I'm not watching another fucking musical. Because no, no. Those, are, those are fair game. Fundamentally, they're already bad. So you can't, if you're going to say kids, then you're going to start going, okay, well, you can't put kids in there. You can't put musicals in there. Oh, guess what? We can't put operas in there because we already know those are going to be bad. And you can't I put people from- I don't know that from, opera's going to be bad. I mean, we I could don't, just have a, a bag gonna be of bad. Tiffany Haddish movies. And we Rouge t- was excellent. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yes, it was. No, it was just It was just bad. Just like every other one. No, it was good. No. I liked it a well, lot. Okay, you did. La but La Land. if I pulled it from the bag, it La would La make La Land me rage. Was excellent. Okay, I'll give you that. But that's what I'm saying. Fun, you're literally you're literally answering my response because I'm saying there is some kid movies that are, are, made, are actually good. But those are
0: made for adults. Are they? Kitty movies many, are made for adults? How many
1: 11-year-olds do why you know saying La La Land? Why am I
0: sitting here raging about something that was made for a six-year-old? I don't know. La La Land. I don't La La Land. know either. La La that's what I'm asking you.
1: La La Land wasn't made for 40 and 50-year-old men.
0: It was, I loved it, and I'm a 45-year-old man.
1: There you go. You, you're almost proving my point. You're, I don't know that I am. <laughs> I'm saying certain movies, rom-coms, the whole genre to me makes me rage. And there's going to be exceptions to the rules. So if you're going to say, I'm not watching kids' movies, and I'm going to pull out That's totally musicals, different than, I'm going to pull out no, rom-coms. No, because they're,
0: they're all made for adults. No, This is made for kids. Rom-com,
1: okay, so where did the, where did the expression chick flick come from and it's a common term you can't say jim just pulled that out of his ass i'm saying it's it's a term people use it's a term people i'm not sure what that has to do with my argument i'm saying that there's there's when they make a film there's a set audience that they're making this for show tune movies are made for people who like show tunes Kids' movies are made for the adults that take their kids. No, they're and not. The, and the kids. No, they're not. Rom-coms are not made for my f- passion for film. Also, musicals, which are all bad. They're not all with bad. with very rare exception. Very, very rare exception. So, I'm saying no. And I... I I'm not saying that you're going to get a lot of kids' movies. You may pull from the bag and get I one. See, I, seem to I may pull up. another fucking musical. And, uh, and, if, and if you can you play got the me kid You
0: tried to get me to watch two stinking kids' movies <laughs> <laughs> with your stupid Robert Rodriguez crap.
1: <laughs> you watched Geely, though, so and you like uh, that. Geely, I like Geely. Yeah, but see, that's I because it wasn't it. made for someone that was six years old. It was made for people who don't like good movies is what it was made for. No, it was made for... You know, I no.
0: didn't. I, I didn't love Geely. I just loved. Uh, I loved Christopher Walken's no, you cameo in it. That, that had nothing to do with anything. It was you great. You could have watched a he commercial. In, you shoot could up have watched. the scenery, th- he left, and I'm like, man, I am already satisfied with this. movie. You
1: could have watched the trailer then, with his clip in it, and you would. Then later on, I got,
0: I got a little Al Pacino just going off the rails, shooting people, blood everywhere. It was fantastic. Yeah, we've
1: already talked about this. Seven minutes of a good in a movie, it doesn't make a whole movie. Uh, you're literally, did you, for me. you literally said it was meh just to piss me off. At you wanted right. to pay me back for making you watch that terrible movie. Whatever. So the answer is no. You know what? I'm if just, you're pulling I'm out p- kids, I'm pulling out all my fricking
0: things out of my bag and I'm sticking in nothing but kids movies so that you will eventually go. All right. I agree. You know, when, this is
1: garbage. When you've, when you've seen as many kids movies as I've seen musicals in that segment, then you can talk to me more about that. Okay? Once you reach that number, that's what you can do.
0: Yeah, you still suck.
1: I know I do. (laughs) But thank you for bringing that rage up. It was beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Uh, Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Wow. I'm
0: not sure my rage is subsiding.
1: This week... On Rager Dare. We get to hear Bryce's take on the fantastic sequel to Home Alone 2 in a film called Home Alone 3. Wow. Who would have thought the fantastic plot of a child barely old enough to talk with will outsmart adults again and again and again and again when they could easily go to a gun store, buy a gun, and anytime kill the little brat. Period. End of sentence. And then this week, Jim is going to have to probably choose a fucking musical (laughs) out of (laughs) Bryce's terrible, stinking, hairless bag. Uh, uh, Let's tune in and find out what Bryce really thinks about Home Alone 3.
0: Yeah. All right. I think we know what I think about Home Alone 3 based on my rage this week. So first we got Home Alone in 1990, and then a sequel in 92, at which point I felt, uh, we'll probably never get another one of these in the series. Oh, I was wrong. In 1997, a film by the name of Home Alone 3 was produced. Reuniting Macaulay Culkin, Joe Pesci, and Daniel Stern for one more kick at this tired old cat- Oh, wait a minute, none of these guys are in part three. <laughs> then why the heck was this thing made? Now, I will be the first to admit that I didn't like either of the first two parts. I guess that I'd have to call this a franchise, because there's now been five of these. But I digress. Uh, As I was saying, I did not like the first two entries in this franchise, but they bloody well look like Gone with the Wind in comparison to this unnecessary drivel. The worst part is John Hughes actually came back to write this screenplay. What? Yeah. How could the man who wrote so many excellent movies in the 1980s pen this uninspired debacle? Somehow, this one, the lead character, Alex, takes on four or five super spies. I don't even know how many of them there were. They were all wearing, <laughs> like, black turtlenecks. Just, <laughs> as he has unwittingly become into possession of a top-secret computer chip. Wow, that's uh, really intriguing stuff. <laughs>
1: so, 1997. <laughs> yeah. Computer chips were rare
0: back then. Well, there you go. I'm not going into any more detail as this movie, by definition, is form- formulaic. I really try to get in touch with my inner five-year-old when I watch stuff like this, but I can say that not even five-year-old Bryce would think this was entertaining, in the least. Here are just a few of the quotes from the movie that expound on the lazy, mundane writing by John Hughes.
1: John motherfucking Hughes.
0: John Hughes wrote this. Alex slammed the toilet seat on his thing again. I believe the thing was referring to his penis. Funny stuff for a kid's movie. Here's another quote: If he scratches his chicken pox, we can call him Scarbutt. <laughs> because you know he had chicken pox on his butt. Hilarious. <laughs> oh, and don't forget this one: You smacked my Winky. To which the response was: Maybe if you changed your shorts more, you would not have rats in your drawers. That's
1: funny stuff.
0: <laughs> this movie was another rage. Well played, Jim.
1: What? I'm sorry. What was a Winky? Was that also another wiener?
0: Yeah, it was another penis joke so how, in a kids' movie. Did
1: you add up how many penis jokes there was in the movie? I think that actually I didn't, but I think those weren't the only two. So, so here's the question I have for you: uh, if we if we created a rage drinking game, um, and every time they made a joke about either a wieners or b but would somebody be drunk by the time they got to the end of this movie? In Home Alone three,
0: they probably wouldn't be drunk, but they might be tipsy.
1: Okay. Okay. Well, I'm so glad. By the way, Scarlett
0: Johansson was in this movie.
1: What?
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I forgot to mention that. It what? Kind of, that kind of blew my mind.
1: What? <laughs>
0: I think she must have been maybe 12, 13 max. It was definitely before The Horse Whisperer.
1: This is this is kind of funny because you think about, okay, we should really go back and look at all the ones that we've gone through this Rage of Dare some of the older ones, like, do you remember um, Tim Robbins Yeah, was in Howard the Duck? <laughs> I know. I'm like, and he was terrible in it.
0: I guess, I guess everybody's got to start somewhere.
1: <laughs>
0: I guess a job is a job when you're trying to break into Hollywood. Yeah,
1: it's like you, you'd think to yourself, man, some of the best actors of our days were in some really, really bad movies. So, yeah, that's kind of kind of hilarious, actually.
0: All right. So from that,
1: now I have to make um, so are a tough you taking decision:
0: rage or dare.
1: Hmm. What is the highest level of chance that I'm going to get a musical?
0: Uh, I am just scanning my list of movies here, and it's 100 percent if you take. Uh, if you I take, take dare.
1: dare. Oh. Okay. Well, then I'm pulling from the sweet bag. You don't want to watch another musical? No, I don't want another watch of another fucking musical. Right. I hate musicals. You
0: still might get one, but go ahead. <laughs> that's true. Where's your, is this your sweet bag? That's my sweet bag there.
1: Sweet, see what, shorn. See what glorious sweet, movie comes out of it. Clearly plastic bag. Oh great! Right. Well, people, stop fondling my
0: bag and just pull something.
1: But your bag is so sweet to touch. Yeah, it's true. I have a I have a feeling that um, I think I just saw this not that long ago. Sorry. Really? Yeah. It huh. is from 2018. Wow, that wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. So interesting that it made it made this sweet bag. Well, list. the one the last one that you watched was 2018 too. Well, you know uh, what? Night the, school. This is the this is Tiffany the Haddish classic. <laughs> this is this is another um you know, fact that this is a double whammy for me by the way all right because it has two people that are on our doubted list nice it has the fantastic writing director pair of tyler perry oh no and our girl tiffany haddish nice so I am it's going to... It's amazing how
0: much Tiffany Haddish I made it in the shows up bag.
1: everywhere. Like, what is it? You just pulled Tyler Perry... Okay, so... I just, I just basically we're gonna- like
0: pulled Tiffany Haddish up and wrote down all our movies, threw it in the bag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, okay. So if that's how we're doing, when this when our bag is nah, empty, I'm that. going to be going through every kid's movie and throwing that in there for that's you. That's
0: not what I did.
1: <laughs> so next week, I will be talking about Nobody's Fool. <laughs> which apparently that's, I can watch on Prime. So I don't even have to pay anything well, for it. Well,
0: well that's a bummer. I always like it when you have to pay 5 or 10 bucks. Yeah. By the way, what was the cap on that? If we had to pay 10. What? ten? No more than 10. No more than 10. We All will right.
1: not spend more than 10, otherwise we got to get a new draw for the bag. Fair enough. So, that's it for Rage or Dare this week. But, before we do a cl- our closing, uh because I want to talk a little bit about the fact that uh, its we've, we've kind of changed our direction in the, in the festivals uh, going, going on, and our favourite festival of all time is coming up very quickly here, and a lot of their content is going to be online. So I'm, I kind of want to give a plug for it, because uh, uh, people who are listening from all over the world can go on their website and be able to get access to this. Obviously, certain films... I'm not sure everybody who's listening, but festivals in, in particular, sometimes they have geog- geographic blockers on them. Geo blocked. Geo blocked. So, geo-blocked. so um, it is June 22nd to the 28th. So Get a VPN. Bryce and I will be seeing every movie at the festival, and we're going to be possibly doing a daily podcast on the films we watch the day before. So be prepared for that. Our, our, um, our regular podcast that week will be different because we're not going to do a big one on Wednesdays. We're going to do possibly dailies if we can We can make it.
0: I can probably do it. Yeah. If you're in, I'm in. I'm
1: in. Let's do it. Let's talk uh, the next day about each film that we saw, except for Sunday, which we'll maybe carry over till Wednesday and then finish off on our Wednesday podcast then. Sounds cool. Yeah. So everybody, please go to calgaryundergroundfilm.org. And you will notice June 22nd to the 28th uh, that you will be able to see their full festival online. They're going to have some drive-ins and it's going to be the best festival online. Also, I just want to tell everybody, number one, thank you, Ragers, for listening. Uh, You've made this such a joy for us to do and and we love it when you comment and I'll be talking more about that later. But, um, and also, please tell us, um if you've got some festivals that you've heard about from your home city or your hometown and they're available online we will check them out and we will review them so please please let us know all right well what do we got now it's closing time it's closing time well thanks everyone for listening uh thanks for everyone getting us over a thousand downloads so congrats thanks everybody and uh, for tuning in, thanks to the extended Film Rage crew of Murray, who's self-distancing and I believe once we get back in the cinemas, we'll have our merman back. Uh, Leonard Conlon for his artistic vision, which he owes us some pictures. So, Leonard, if you're listening, come on, send us some stuff, man. Um, our, our, uh, our artist Vaughn, uh, who is our cartoon artist. And uh, we may be doing some more stuff with that lately and watch for some, uh, potentially, some merch coming up. Listen to us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio, and finally on Spotify. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Check out our website at filmrageyyc.com. We're everywhere. Everywhere. You can't miss us. Just search Film Rage Podcast online and you'll find us. We are always wanting your feedback to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment. Please, please make us rage. That's it for this week. Ray John. Ray John.